Hello, and welcome to the We Are Vicks podcast, the official podcast of Borough Victoria AFC. Ahead of the new season, we're bringing you a brand new series, where we sit down with someone from the club and get to know them. For episode six, I was joined by Adam Jones, as we find out the manager he would most like to work with, his route into football, and his boyhood team. Make sure to tune in for this episode of our Get to Know series, and please listen to the rest. Please listen back and enjoy. So Adam Jones, assistant manager, been at the club for 18 months. Perfect. So um, first of all, how did you get into football? As like, did you sort of play as a kid and then Sunday league teams and play at school or to sort of pull into it, just into the coaching? Yeah, um, grew up playing football as a kid. Um, you know, every kid um, dreams of, you know, one day being, being a footballer. Um, completely honest, nowhere near good enough. To, to be professional or anything like that but you know thoroughly enjoyed growing up as a kid playing football for local teams with friends and you know playing at school so you know I really enjoyed that side of it um, always always keen on you know the tactical side of the game um, ever since a young age um, always had the idea that I wanted to coach but um, was never quite sure that you know, I was ever going to do it as a job or do it for a living. So uh, I've I've been uh, been quite fortunate on that side of things that you know I've managed to do a job that um, you know that most people would love to do. And growing up, who did you who did you support? West Brom. West Brom's my club. Um, my granddad was from that way. Um, my dad, my dad, massive massive West Brom fan. Barely missed a game. Um, you know, right through from the seventies, eighties. It still went in the 90s, even though it tells me that they, they were awful to watch. Um, so, yeah, but I've been quite fortunate because my generation we've mainly been in the Premier League or, uh, you know, in around top end of the championship. But, you know, that was kind of mine and my dad's thing growing up that, uh, you know, we used to go and watch West Brom on a Saturday home and away, you know, for, for a good oof, 15, 16 years. Um, which you know, you know, great, great memories, and you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's great, and you know, hopefully before long we'll all be allowed back in a in a football stadium. I think that's what everyone's uh, craving and and wanting to get back to. Definitely. And who was your favourite player growing up? Did you like when I play you idolised? Oh, uh, great question. Um, I always remember um, down at West Brook. I remember seeing Zola play for Chelsea. Um, I think it, you know, played the entire game with a smile on his face. Maybe, possibly, it was it was quite easy. Made the game look so easy, really, against us. Um, you know, when it got subbed off with about five ten minutes left, and the entire ground just just got up on the feet and applauded him. So I think that just shows that you know the, the performance, and you know, I think everyone enjoyed watching him that day. Um, so yeah, I think he, he was a great player to see. A player that I always wanted to see play live as well. Um, and because, well, I enjoyed watching Modric play for Tottenham uh, when he was there. And, you know, even now, you know, in, towards his like mid 30s, you know, playing for Real Madrid still and putting in, you know, consistent performances year in, year out for, you know, a club of that standing. So, you know, that, that, that was, and again, enjoyed watching him. So, again, we briefly touched on it, but. How did you sort of get into coaching? So sort of how do you sort of transition from sort of playing 
maybe stopping playing for a bit and then getting into getting into the game again, but in the coaching side. Oh yeah, I was quite. I, I kind of fell into it really. Um, as I mentioned earlier, that I was always keen that I wanted to get involved in football, but I never thought for like for one second that I'd be doing it as a job. Um, I, I, I was in and out of work. It, we, we were going through a recession at the time. I, I'd left college a couple of years prior um, to where I did Brick Lane. I did Brick Lane and building and construction for three years. Um, you know, there was no jobs in it. And I always remembered, like, you know, with the help of my family and the support from them, that they always said, you was always keen on doing football. What about doing your, your coaching badges? So looked into it. And I'd always coached anyway. I'd always done little bits like, you know, local football and stuff, coaching kids and that. And I did enjoy it. Um, and I, it just it just went from there, really. You know, you do your level one, do your level two, and you meet people on the courses. And, you know, I've, I kept in touch with them. It's important that you keep in touch with people in the game. And, you know, so I, I, I kind of got, got really pally with a friend um, of mine, Steve, Steve Arrington, his name, um, did my level two with him. And he, uh, he told me about a job that had come up um, with a guy called Gary Charles, who was um, at a football at University of Nottingham. So I, I went in there and, you know, I, I owe those to everything really for, for my career. But, you know, they, they were, I never looked back really, you know, really enjoyed it. Great intro to, to the game and coaching. So, yeah, really, really, really good. And, you know, still doing it now. So, yeah. And was was foot, working in football always the dream? Sort of, it's everyone's dream, obviously, to sort of be a player growing up. Or, but was football sort of always the dream, or did you sort of have other ambitions that you wanted to pursue? I, I actually, to be honest, I, as I was growing up, because I never thought like you, you'd. I always felt in football that you'd probably work part time in the evenings and that, but. I actually wanted to be a property developer, um, hence the reason why I went to college and, and did building and construction for three years. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, you know, I look to this way, not many people can wake up in the morning and say that they go to a job that they love. And I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, you have to work hard to, to achieve what you want to achieve. But, you know, that to be able to say that I do that for a living, you know, it's it's everybody's dream, really. Anybody who loves football, whether it's playing, coaching, you know, you could be anything, commentating, you know, doing media stuff like yourself. You know, this it's it's a it's a dream job for some people. And what what's sort of the day to day like as a as an assistant manager, as a coach around football? Because we sort of look at it and assume it's a lot of just tactics and <coughs> boring stuff. But is there what's sort of the day to day like? Uh, a lot of organising, um, a lot of, you know, phone calls, a lot of uh, <laughs> phone calls and messages at um, inconvenient hours. But, you know, it's all a part of the part of the job and the part of the process in order to try and become successful. Um, you know, planning sessions, you know, planning ahead of the weekend and then after the weekend, you know, what do we need to look at in training, you know, specific things to work on. You know, not not just as individuals, but across the the team and as units. So, there's you know, there's always stuff to be looking at. You know, and it it is it is a busy job. You do have to be busy, and you know, it's uh, it's even even during the lockdown stuff. You know, still picking up the stuff like on on Zoom and 
and bits like that that you, you just you just carry on doing it and you do it to the best of your ability and you know everybody gets something out of it really so yeah and if you if you could coach if you could have three players in your team that you were working with day to day we'll say past or present who were the three players that you'd most like to coach be well um I would certainly say Zola, definitely. Um, you know, just saying pleasure to watch him um, play for Chelsea. Um, I would go Modric as well. Always been an admirer of him, as I mentioned earlier as well. And then I would possibly, I would probably go with Lampard. I always liked Lampard. Um, it was always, you know, my generation growing up would always be, you know, Gerard or Lampard and, you know, the debate around who, who, who should have played centre mid for England. And I, I always swayed towards Lampard as, as good a player as Gerard, and that is. But Lampard for me, I, I thought it was complete player, all-round player. And, you know, he, he's he's gone into management and coaching, did, did well at Derby, did well there. Um, you know, had a couple of his young Chelsea players there and unfortunately it's not worked out for one reason or another at Chelsea but I'm sure he'll be back in the game soon and if you could work under any manager as well sort of in their sort of past or present in their prime doesn't have to be anyone specifically now who would who would your dream manager to work under be um, I would I quite like the enthusiasm of Conte, Antonio Conte, I quite like, you know, I enjoyed watching his Italian team play and then, you know, his, his Juventus side and I thought, I thought, I thought he was, he was good at Chelsea as well. So I, I quite like him and I, I like the, uh, how he gets involved on the sideline, you know, kicking and heading every ball and, you know, possibly as well, Simeone, I think as well, what he's achieved and I know the way they play sometimes can, uh, rile a few people but you know that I think in general you know what he's achieved there at Athletic Madrid um, you know to be able to compete and, and knock Barcelona and Real Madrid off the perch and that if you like you know with quite say limited resources but you know probably not got the, the, the squad of players that you know that are as well known as those two clubs but he's the you know I like him and, you know, you could imagine playing for him as well. Yeah, it's, it's really probably intense, but you can imagine once you feel like a part in it and, you know, it'd be quite infectious for you really, I'd think. And finally, if you could have, if you could give out one bit of advice to sort of young people playing the game or wanting to, you could be a footballer or sort of get into the coaching role, what would that one bit of advice be? What would your most important thing be? Uh I would say oh, always be um, open and always, you know, be willing to learn. You know, you, you've got to be able to treat every day and every training session as, as, you know, a learning curve for you because we've all done it at some point or another that you might do a session that, you know, you probably feel's not gone as well as you'd like. But it's if you can reflect and learn from it, how to put it right, You've got to be like that. You can't be stubborn to think, oh, my session was good, but the players just didn't get it. You know, you've you've got to be able to learn and, you know, be able to reflect 
And that's one thing I've learned over the years. You know, I was never really great at reflecting on myself, but, you know, now certainly getting into football, I, I've, that's one of my one of my strengths, one of my strengths that I've, I've, that I've really improved on. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for coming on. It's thank really, you. Really nice chat. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, share it around, and we'll keep the episodes coming out. See you later. Thank you for listening to episode six of our Get to Know series of the We Are Vix podcast. Please like, share, follow, and keep up with us on social media so you don't miss an episode. Links will be in the description.